welcome to Navigating Betrayal Live webinar, podcast, and YouTube channel. I'm your host, Kaylee Dunn, Betrayal Navigation Coach, Betrayal Trauma Therapist for over a decade, and admin of this free group, Humans Navigating Betrayal. If you're listening on the YouTube channel or the podcast, please join us over in the Facebook group with, with this group of incredible humans who are doing the heavy lifting and doing that work of staying awake to betrayal and taking those next steps forward. Okay, stick around today to the end for a short Q&A and um, let's get started. So today I'm going to discuss something that I think most people experience after betrayal. Not everyone, certainly, but most, and that is the three keys to loving your body after betrayal. Um, I will share a little bit about my story and my experience after experiencing betrayal and how my relationship with my body changed, just to give you a taste of maybe helping you, helping you see that you're not alone. Um, I know with the many, many, many clients that I've worked with over the last decade and plus, um, that this is really common. Pretty much everyone I've worked with has experienced this. Um, for me, I actually was kind of a teenager who didn't really struggle with body image. Um, not that I was like, I'm the best or anything like that, but, um, I was kind of a tomboy and I just didn't really think much about it, to be honest. Um, but after betrayal, when I was 18, I was very young, the way I related to my body changed like night and day. All of a sudden, it was like I had magnifying glasses in my eyes where I was looking at my body through this lens of perfectionism. And certainly, um, as an 18-year-old, there wasn't a whole lot to shame on my body as far as things that the world thought negatively about, but I could find them. Absolutely. And I work with models, people who um, have done, worked in the industry or have worked as models, who have worked as actresses and in different places where everyone in their world is telling them, literally, you are the epitome of beautiful. And they're still criticizing their body, looking at different parts of their body, comparing with other women that they're working with, et cetera. So know that no matter who you are, no matter what you're going through, uh, this is a very common experience. While many betraying partners claim that, no, I love you. I think you're sexy. I think your body is beautiful. I love your body. And many of them mean it genuinely. The very act of taking that sexual intimacy, that um, connection, and also that um, admiration for your committed partner and taking it elsewhere, I believe that that's inherently body shaming to the partner. And so it's, again, very common for this to happen, but it can be so disturbing, whether that's when you're all alone, just looking in the mirror and saying things like, I'm an ugly cow, I'm a troll, I'm disgusting, whether it's being more specific to look at my stretch marks, look at my breast size or, or shape or um, the way that they fall, look at my stomach, look at where I had a C-section or look where I had um, extra skin from having children, look at the way that my butt is shaped or the way that it, it looks. Um, it, basically, if you name a body part, especially on a woman, there are a hundred different critiques and criticisms or um, 
messages, I should say, systemic messages on what it should look like, right? And there's a perfect way that that body part should look. And guess what? None of us look that way, right? Normal people are not portrayed in the media. <laughs> um, specific things are portrayed in the media so that they can sell us on products that'll get them to look that way. Anyway, I'm going on a tangent. So I want to talk with you about three things to start loving your body after betrayal because you may be in body hatred mode right now. You may be in a place where you feel like, um, I, I don't even feel like myself. I don't feel in my skin. I want to tear my skin off. I don't even want to be inside my own body. And I was there too. I lived there for a long time, in fact. Um, and I'm going to share with you some things that I did, but also things that I um, research-based and things that I've worked with clients to see success in shifting from body hatred to body neutral, and then even to starting to love your body again. Um, so the very first thing that I talk about is compassion, compassion for your body. Compassion is a huge tool that is needed in post-traumatic growth or in building resilience after betrayal. And compassion, um, if we take that word and we break it into two parts, com, C-O-M, means be together with, and passion uh, means suffering. So compassion literally means to be together with your suffering. And when we have compassion for another person, it's not just empathy where we feel what they're feeling, but it's that we're actually leaning into their suffering and we're going to suffer with them. And when we do that with ourselves, it's that we really show up for ourselves in a way that is loving and nurturing and kind for that suffering that we're having. Now, very often when we are suffering, we think to ourselves, I shouldn't feel this way. Um, the biggest one that I hear a lot, and this is ammunition that's often used from the betrayer towards the betrayed, um, just random people on social media towards betrayed, or um, sometimes even clergy or, um, or um, therapists at times is saying you're just insecure. It's that word. You're insecure. Uh, it's really weaponized against betrayal victims, kind of like, like you're insecure and that's why this is a problem. Like the betrayal's not the problem, the addiction's not the problem, the sexual, the sexual acting out's not the problem. Your insecurity is the problem. And we can take that on and absorb that as the betrayed and say, that's right, I am insecure. Um, and I would invite you as you start to have compassion towards your body to not say that, like, well, I'm just insecure. Because um, that's really minimizing the pain that you're experiencing. Uh, I think sometimes we think that if we are mean to ourselves or we minimize our pain or we shut our pain down or we tell ourselves, like, I'm just being stupid right now, I'm just being insecure, that it's going to um, long-term create a minimization of pain, but it doesn't, right? It just shuts it down, puts it in a box for later when it's going to just barf back out. So having compassion starts with just allowing ourselves to recognize that what we're going through is real and it's difficult. So allowing ourselves to say like, I'm a victim of betrayal and the way that I feel towards my body is difficult right now. It's painful right now that my own body feels threatening to me. And if you think about the attachment wound of betrayal as a primal level threat, 
it makes sense that we turn against ourselves. That's kind of like that fight mode or that fire mode turned against ourselves whenever we're being mean to our own body or hyper fixating on our stretch marks or on our um, whatever that we're looking at, facial hair, I don't know, whatever it is for you. And um, so just allowing yourself to say, this is hard right now. This is difficult right now. I'm having a hard time. That's the first piece of having compassion towards your body. It's just allowing that. I like to envision my grandmother or even myself as an older person coming to me and listening while, while I talk, right? So maybe this hurt part, crying and feeling sad, or maybe you might journal it out. Everybody does this a little different and just saying, this is hard. And I think that my thighs are ugly and my nose is too big and my neck, my chin is small and whatever, right? The things that you pull out and because they're all going to be different for each of us and just saying, and it hurts. And having that wise person inside of us that's living inside of us, giving us a hug inside and saying, yeah, this is hard right now. The second part is recognizing that you're not alone. If no one else on this planet has felt the way you're feeling right now, just know that I have for sure. And that's not hopeless. Other people have gone through this. Other people have healed through this. And other people right now are going through this and feeling this way about their bodies. Lots and lots of them. In fact, we know that body image struggles. This is taking out betrayal. The 98% of women experience body shame at some point in their life. And that's not including betrayal, although I'm sure it is including betrayal. So you're not alone. And I know for some of us, I know for me, sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm so basic. Like I really struggled with that. Like, oh, I'm feeling basic because of this. But just try to shift that. And rather than like, oh, I'm just like everyone else. Be like, I'm like everyone else. I'm not alone. There's a whole humanity out there and we can tap into to know that I'm not alone. Um, In your moment of pain, you can think of others who have felt this way. Maybe you have a good friend. Maybe you have a sister. Maybe you have a parent who struggled with their body image. Now that can be also triggering, right? If it's like, I I didn't want to be like my mom. I don't want to be like my sister. Don't go down that road while you're working on compassion, while you're doing compassion work. Stay with, you know, your best friend, someone that you think highly of, you go, oh yeah, they struggle with their body too. Think of all of the beautiful, gorgeous women in this Facebook group that you've seen struggle with their looks. And they go, wow, they are so beautiful and they also struggle this way. Hmm, I wonder if this isn't about me, right? It starts to shift. There's some really good books um, that you can look up and I'll tag some below that may help you feel more connected if you feel like you're the only one struggling with your body image or the way that you see your body and the way that you um, relate to your body after betrayal. Um, The last component is to replace comparison with nurturing and compassion. So you may find yourself, and I'll just give examples from my personal story, but I've met with so many women who've done similar things. You may, you know, get in the shower and just, even at my 18 year old self, I just would look at the stretch marks on my thighs that was, was looking at that and knowing because I'd heard somewhere that that was a bad thing and feeling so much shame. So when you see the stretch marks or the shape or size of your breasts or shape or size of your hips and, um, 
or whatever it is that you're that you're feeling shame about, um, feeling hatred toward, push pause and send love and kindness to that part of your body. Um, you can do this through prayer, like inviting a deity or nature, the universe, Mother Earth. I had a lot of clients who've really connected with Mother Earth and asked her to send love towards the stretch marks and send gratitude to that part. But remember, you're only doing this after recognizing the pain. So you're not just skipping over feeling it, skipping over that part, right? This is after feeling the, the pain of it, after making space for that. Then you send some love and gratitude toward that part. So if you are if you have a problem with your breasts, it might be like, oh, thank you breasts for feeding my babies, for being a part of the whole of who I am. You, If you're not spiritual, you might just meditate on that or again, bring in a nurturing figure to give you a hug. And you might just hug yourself and say, may I be kind to myself. May I love myself as a whole being. Something that helped me was spending time in nature and taking pictures of and sketching and drawing different types of trees and plants and flowers and recognizing that one of my favorite trees is the aspen tree. And so when I would go and look at the aspen tree and notice all the scarring and the different you know, twists and turns of each tree, none of them was uniform and perfect and you know, looked like it came out of a factory, but it was gorgeous. It was so beautiful. And allowing myself to take away the comparison of the manufactured, capitalistic, patriarchal bullcrap that's fed to us our entire lives and, and really start to ground, which I'll talk more about that in a bit, ground into the reality of beauty, then I can start to replace that comparison with compassion. Um, another time that you may struggle with this is when with, uh, images of what your partner did, what your partner looked at come into your mind. Um, and same thing, when that image comes to mind, sometimes we try to force it away, fight it away, notice it, that's an image. Again, remember, this is your inner survivor saying, look at this picture, don't forget, don't forget. Thank you this hard right now. I'm not alone in going through this. Push pause. And you might even use a mantra. Now for some, depending on where you're at on this journey, it may not be a place for you to bring compassion in for the, the people in those images that come to mind or the people that you see at the grocery store or at Walmart. You may not have a place to send compassion to them yet. That's okay. Just send compassion to yourself because you've been a victim of of violence, of betrayal violence. And so it's okay. Keep the compassion here on your body in, with the different parts that you feel um, hatred towards. Start shifting over into a neutral space there. If you're in a place where you can send love out, you can, if the image of another woman, maybe someone you saw, maybe someone that you imagined that your partner had looked at, um, you'll get to a place where you can pause and use a mantra of love towards them. I wish them a good life. And then send them away and send that image away. Um, I wish them peace, send that away. They're someone's mother, sister, or daughter. And then send them away. Just put them in a boat in a river and let them float away. 
but you can send replace that comparison rather than holding up this image, whether it's a specific person, a specific image of a body, a naked body or of a person or a specific person and comparing that over here to you and all of your flaws and you make your flaws huge and there's so great. Rather than doing that, send compassion to your body and so much gratitude as a, as a beautiful specimen on this planet and spend compassion to them and just say, you know, go on your way. Um, if you're not in that place, that's okay. You don't have to send compassion to them. You might have so much hatred towards other women and that's okay. That's where you're at at this space. Okay, that's the first key. The first key is compassion for your body. And you might be like, that sounds great. That sounds impossible. Um, the first time it's absolutely gonna feel impossible because the neural networks in your brain and in your body aren't there yet. Um, I used this compassion um, technique every single time I went to the gym. So I would sit in the car in front of the gym. I needed to go to the gym. It was extremely triggering. It was extremely scary. I knew I needed to take care of my body in a healthy, gentle way. And because I had infants at the time, I needed to get away from my house to do that. Um, and it was, and the gym had a pool. That's really what I needed was to swim. And um, it was terrifying. And I had so much, you know, shame and anxiety in my own skin and in my own body. And I didn't uh, feel comfortable at the, at, at the beginning. And so I would sit in my car, I would feel the pain in my chest, I would cry, I would say, this is hard right now. This is hard right now. I am not alone. Remind myself of the humanity of probably all of the other women in the gym that were in there. They have had these feelings before as well. And, and then I sent compassion and kindness and love towards myself. Um, before I went into the gym and after went into the gym every single day for like a year. I probably missed some days because I'm not that consistent, but it really shifted the way I saw, I saw my body at that time. <music>